Hello, and you're very welcome to Mind You, where I dive into how different people use different ways to self-care. I'm Brian Barnes from Brian Barnes Wellbeing, where I partner with people to create unique wellbeing solutions. Today, I'm delighted to be talking to Derek Wheatley. Derek has a huge passion for serving and minding others through his work as a mental health advocate and through his work as the host of the Weekly Weekly podcast. So Derek, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks for having me on, Brian. And can, can I just point this out to you now? Because I wish my introduction was as clean as that when I'm doing my own podcast. <laughs> Compliments, man. Compliments <laughs> get you everywhere. Keep it coming. <laughs> the, um, well, again, thank you so much for joining me today, Derek. And can you start off by telling me a bit about yourself and how you got to here? Yeah, so um, I uh, was uh, born actually in Ballinasloe Hospital, but I grew up in Athlone uh, until I was eight. And then I moved up to Swords, County Dublin, went to school there and actually moved back to Athlone when I was 18 and I've been here since. Um, yeah, I think when it, when we talk about the mental health side of things, I suppose I, I thought when I was younger, I've, I that I kind of couldn't find a place or, or maybe sometimes maybe people didn't like me. And I think as I got a bit older, I noticed that I was maybe a little bit anxious all the time. And it wasn't until I was like maybe 19, 20 when it started to kind of show that I was quite anxious and I was having trouble sleeping and maybe I felt a little bit down now and again. But you know, at that age, you're not really thinking, you know, this is 20 years ago as well, where you're not thinking, oh, it's mental health, you know, I, I need to go and speak to someone. Uh, and it wasn't until a doctor kind of pointed out that this could be the case that I was, you know, I had some uh, mild depression and obviously had uh, insomnia. So, uh, yeah, I, went, I was put on a bit of medication and that. And then I gave up the medication and I was not looking after myself. Uh, I was working the time and, you know, drinking too much and uh, you know, smoking a bit of weed, all the stuff that people in their 20s do, I guess. And then, um, yeah, I, I had a really kind of bad time when I was 27, uh, and it would be called a breakdown, I suppose, uh, where I kind of had to be, had to kind of start again, really. Everything kind of fell out, the bottom fell out of everything, and I, you know, I went on uh, medication, but I started to see counselors and, uh, as, you know, a cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapist. Um, and I was diagnosed with with severe, uh, severe um, anxiety and depression. So, yeah, it was kind of building back up, you know, to get to, to here. It took a long, long time. I was taking medication. I was uh, I was going to therapists and, you know, but really not doing anything construct or not really constructive, but not doing anything going forward in trying to help myself. Like like we're going to talk about self-care. I, I wasn't doing anything remotely like that um I was just staying in and afraid to go out but uh as we kind of built up I started to kind of I think I think the first thing I did I kind of actively towards towards that side of things was to go for go swimming and that kind of got me out of the house but again I was able to kind of start working through that and you know we're obviously going to talk about the podcast and stuff and what I learned from that but you know on that journey it it started really with with exercise as being something that it, that that kind of got me um well I suppose literally moving and in the direction of being you know uh, you know feeling a little bit happier now I did about four or five years ago now there was a slight change I I I didn't feel that you know that the diagnosis 
uh, of of depression was correct. I, I felt there was too many weird shifts in my in my mood, and you know, I, I kind of kind of went onto the dreaded Google and started looking up stuff. But Dr. Google, yeah, you gotta go at it sometime in your life. Yeah. Um, but but I found that I was fi- feeling these weird um, experiences that I couldn't quite put down to depression. And depression is one thing, and I could notice what it was. It had been years at this point that I've, I, you know, had it. But it's getting these weird sensations that I was a bit not, out of control to be a bit over the top, but a kind of a, a sensation where, uh, you know, I, my limbs would be kind of buzzing a bit and I, my head would be a bit kind of, you know, uh, vertigo like, you know, that little kind of dizziness and stuff sometimes. So I found that there was something called bipolar two and I uh, something I did not know about at all. Um, and I presented it to my uh, psychiatrist or psychologist, um, I should say, and uh, we kind of looked into it and that was the diagnosis and we we shifted a few bits. So I was able to, again, you know yourself, Brian, when you get this kind of idea or this news that it's not what you thought it was, but um, it's kind of like a, a relief in itself when you realize that it wasn't that because you always felt that there was something different. There was something else that was kind of wrong that you couldn't quite put your finger on. So, yeah, it's 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 funny, like even even up to the last two weeks, actually, Brian, when you contacted me, like the idea of um, I was in a really bad low, but, you know, I was trying to kind of trudge through with all the stuff that I learned and stuff. But I think I would still be on that low now if I didn't kind of, you know, find out about talk to all these people on the podcast and read up on all these things about self-care. So, yeah, I think that's kind of uh, sums it up. Okay, nice one. And as I said to you earlier, Dirk, like I've learned so much myself from doing this podcast and, you know, because I've had my own journey with mental health and, you know, physical health. I had COVID last year. I was oh. out sick for nine weeks wow. this time last year. And that's, I started this podcast in the middle of that, wow. um, you know, very kind of flash and kind of figure trying to figure out what what's going on here and like you, you see swimming and you know like kind of knowing as much as i do it's like am i missing something here so i suppose yeah that's why i started was to kind of learn um you know for myself so yeah. it's been amazing so Derek, thank you so much for sharing that journey with me and diving deeper into you and into how you mind others like as i said you're a mental health advocate and you're uh, the host of the weekly weekly podcast which talks to different guests mainly about mental health which is you know such an important topic yeah. and such um, a relevant topic for everybody like we're, we're all swimming in this sea of stress especially the last couple of years so what made you take the leap into starting that podcast uh, I, I had started to do some um, blogs and uh, the people in the gym that I go to here in, in Athlone were, you know, they were very kind to read them and uh, and to kind of give me some feedback. And of course, I, they were very, very personal, obviously. Um, they were very dark at times, not all the time, but I think, you know, to to you got to put it all out there, you know, if you're going to tell your, your story, uh, particularly when it comes to mental health, if you are trying to... to um, I think I was maybe trying to shake it off myself. I think I was keeping it all inside. Only a few people knew, obviously, family members and maybe a couple of friends. And I think I thought if I could just put it out there, I didn't have to worry about it anymore because I wasn't trying to hide anything. I was always trying to do this thing in, in like, you know, going out. If you were going, if you were out somewhere, I'd have some like tablets in my pocket, like you know, medication in my pocket, and I'd be trying to like you know sneak it in to, by taking it and even in front of my nieces and nephews i'd be telling them there were sweets and stuff well all this thing kind of this thing kind of felt kind of weird to me so when i wrote all all the blogs i did about 20 or so and 
yeah, at that point I said, right, that's all I can kind of do from my point of view. So what could I do otherwise? And one day I just said, uh, I was in the gym uh, doing, uh, we were one of the jiu-jitsu classes. And I said to one of the lads in there, I said, um, I'm going to start a, I'm going to start a podcast. And he was like, oh, really? Yeah. And I thought as soon as I said that, I'd have to do it. You know, that way where you, yeah, you yeah. think if you don't say it, you're never going to do it. But if you tell someone, you're, you're never going to, you'll have to do it, like, you know, to, yeah. to save face. So, um, yeah, we like I started it with my friend John, who, who does all the technical side of things, because it's not my it's not my forte. But, yeah, just to kind of put it, put the stuff out there that I did. So I did a couple of episodes, obviously, about myself. But one part of it was to was for myself, you know, to 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 learn, you know, and, and find out and talk to very interesting people. And um, I was still at that point really bad at talking to people like I still don't talk to people on the phone. Um, you know, I'm, it's I just don't like doing it. So when I started doing the, the podcast, like the people were coming to the house. So it was face to face, but it was difficult for me because I, I was still not great at like just at hosting people in general. So for me, I think it was partly to really come out of my shell and kind of get back to some sort of, you know, teen version of myself where I was a little bit more at ease, I suppose. But another part of it was definitely to, was to, you know, help other people if I could. And if other people thought that, oh, this person who I see in the gym is just out there talking about his mental health as if it's, as, as it is the most natural thing, you know, maybe I can. Which it is. Yeah. It is, like, we all have mental health. Except, and, and that's, that's the, that's like a really good point is like, and someone didn't point that out to me until maybe the 20th or, you know, 30th episode where they were saying, we all have mental health. And I didn't think of good mental health. Even at that point, I was just still thinking of mental health was bad, meant, you know, as a bad thing. The phrase itself was a bad thing. Um, and, and, and as we kind of went along, I was learning so much, like you said, about about this podcast, you know, you, you, you learn so much about things where you can start to not only put it to your own life, but start to, I guess, like tell other people, because obviously there's people who approach me about, you know, asking about, you know, can they talk to me about such and such to do with their mental health? And obviously they're all, everybody's welcome to do so. And, but, you know, if they asked me two years ago, I wouldn't have had known what to say, but now the point is I've had so many people on telling me so many amazing things that uh i feel like you know it was really all worthwhile and you know there's a bit of work that goes into it like you like you know yourself but i wouldn't kind of change anything even even if two weeks ago i was like i'm not doing the podcast anymore because it was in such a low it's this weird that's just kind of a weird side of the, the the depression but i kind of that was kind of a front you know throwing out something out of my mouth but not really thinking about it because it's genuinely been the best thing I've done you know in in many years absolutely and I'd encourage everyone to go and listen to the, your podcast the weekly weekly but Derek what are some of the let's say you know you've talked to a lot of people on that and again we're talking about lessons and you know kind of learning from different people what are some of the you know the golden nuggets that you've learned from doing the podcast yeah the, the, you know the big thing about it was to 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 try different things you know um when it comes to to mental health because I, I i may have been a bit cynical about things and a bit you know um a bit irish i think irish people are are, are great obviously but the idea of they will say that can never that can never work <laughs> that's not gonna work that, that's not gonna work you know are you the, mad, are you mad? I, I, that's like we just spoke before like about hypnotherapy and i wasn't maybe not as quite as you know animated as that as saying you know you're mad that's not gonna work but i was a little bit you know um a little bit kind of dodgy but i'm not not really sure that's gonna work 
and I had Tracy uh, Bulger come on, um, and she she she's she was such a brilliant guest, but she's a hypnotherapist, and she explained the stuff to me. And my idea of a hypnotherapist, like, was like the guy on stage, like turning people into chickens. But yeah, she she explained to me that's you know a different thing. Uh, but I went to 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 her clinic and and went through an hour of uh, hypnotherapy, which I which she asked me when I kind of came to like how um. You know, how, uh, how long do you think that was? I, I literally thought it was 10 minutes. It was like 50 minutes. But I guess the whole point of that was for those 50 minutes, I had no anxiety. And that is a, such a reward in itself. And I guess that's what I'm kind of chasing down. Um, You know, another thing is like the, the exercise, you know, I, I like I said, I started with swimming. But when I started running, um. I'd never experienced the buzz that running can give you. It just, it, it, you know, the runner's high, I think that's what they call it. But I I try to explain it to people, but it's not like you can say, oh, it's like when you've had three pints, you know, that buzz. It's not the same thing as that. It's like, it's a completely different feeling that you get. And I, I started to do, you mentioned sea swimming. Someone mentioned that. Go try that. Um, I started doing, well, I, had, I was doing jujitsu before that, but Jiu-jitsu would be another thing that I talk to people about so much because of the fact that it's it's like the it's like a, a game of chess with someone like a very physical game of chess, but a game of chess with someone where you can't think outside of that. You know, someone's trying to choke you. You're thinking about defending the choke. Anxiety is no longer a thing. And what I wanted to learn from kind of all those things like and all the people I had on was to how could I remove anxiety without it being, you know, like it, it didn't have to be like a chemical thing. And we spoke about that. It, it could be like a physical thing we, we, we did. Or I remember listening to someone on a podcast talk about the idea of just uh, be, being kind to yourself is one thing, but we're, we're so hard on ourselves. Um, you know, people in general are so hard on themselves. And I know people have suggested that I, that I am too, and I would agree, but I, Allow yourself a day where you can just, if you want to stay in bed, just stay in bed. Or if you want to, um, like my my day where I just do nothing would be go and watch three or four films and just, even if you don't remember any of them the next day, it doesn't really matter that much. It's just allowing yourself, or uh, sorry, to be kind to yourself in those moments. Like it doesn't have to be, everything doesn't have to be a struggle. You know, some things can just be, allow things, allow that day to be okay. Someone say, well, that was a waste of a day. Well, it wasn't for you if you were able to relax and enjoy it. And, and giving yourself a break. Basically. Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge, you know, because like I said, that's so we are so ridiculously hard on ourselves and we all strive yeah. to be, you know, oh, we have to do this. We have to get this done. We, not necessarily. I mean, I'm not talking about responsibilities like you can't just give them up. But, you know, allowing yourself those kind of days off and um. Yeah, I, I guess I've learned like, you know, to, to move, to try try different things is probably the main thing I've taken away because I've talked to so many people and, and they've been able to say, well, they've for for instance, if you don't mind, Brian, I, I was doing them. Um, I, I play instruments, you know, a few instruments. And it, it's something that's kind of I let, you know, go by the wayside, really. Um, and I had some musicians on in the past and they talked about how creativity is a huge thing when it comes to mental health and how um, sitting down and whether it's, you know, writing a song or just playing some chords or, you know, on your piano or smashing on the drums or whatever it might be. That in itself gives you, um, you know, a feeling of self-worth. I think it does anyway, where I sit down and write a song and it'll, I'll say, see, you can do something. It's like, you know, cause you beat yourself up, you say you're crap, you're useless and all that. 
But all the skills that you have in life, it's very easy to kind of hide them when you want to beat yourself up. So I think, yeah, I think in, in the, all those things, like, you know, try things out, be creative, you know, get moving. All those things are just so, so important. Again, and just to have an open mind, give yourself yeah. a break and to try different things. Absolutely. And and Derek, obviously it's improving. You know, you were talking about on your podcast, I talk about mental health a lot on my podcast um, and I work in mental health. So there is that recovery model that we talked about before coming in where it's about that, you know, people are on a journey and they can recover from mental health and, you know, kind of, you know, um, thrive and kind of you know uh, you know kind of let's say in every way but what do you what do you think the issue is about you know there's still a stigma there's definitely a stigma mm. and I, I, you could say it's an irish thing but it's an international thing and what do you think is the answer to that uh, you know like uh, getting rid of that stigma it's funny like i talk to people about um you know when they, the, one of my questions I, I only ask at the start two questions are always the same and one's about you know um their upbringing but the second one is always about when they first heard of mental health and it's been a surprising number of people have said you know in the last three or four years you know then they might have uh, you know had a friend who was suffering uh, with mental health issues um or uh you know they heard about it through podcasts like this you know or, or heard about it on the radio someone was speaking like none of us um you know have could go back and say oh somebody came into our school you know, 20 years ago and, you know, talked about it, give a talk on mental health. Um, I think I had one person on, they were in their early 20s that they could say that. So, I mean, it's great that that's happening now, but it's it's kind of, I would like to think that it's kind of our responsibility, people our age, to start to show people how, you know, we we deal with it and and we need to talk about it more and and not just through schools because that's schools is one thing but um there's a responsibility out, outside of schools and i know like we need to kind of speak on our own experiences like you do and like i do but and the people who come on do as well there has to be a, a kind of a, a bridge now built from from us to maybe people in the fort you know, 14 years of age, 15 year, years of age. I see lads going into the gym there, young lads going into the gym. And, you know, I'd like to think that somebody is saying to them, look, this is grand, you know, this is perfectly normal. Like mental health is perfectly normal, good we or all, bad. We all have it. We all have yeah. mental health. And feeling crap, feeling kind of anxious, feeling sad is all normal. Like, you know, it's all part of the roller coaster. Absolutely. And like I've been said to people that, come and talk to me if you need to like you know um there's always going to be someone in your life there's always going to be someone in your life that you wouldn't say it to but there's always going to be someone in your life that you would say to and i think we all know who that person is well for the most part we will know who that person is and i just like to think that like it's really not uh it's never a problem for that person you know they're the ones that'll sit there and look at you and say well tell me what it is you know um it's like that it's okay not to be okay is, is, is a really kind of good thing to be pushing out there. But again, that's an ad on a television. You need to be there in front of the person to say, you know, is everything all right? Or the person comes to you. But we can be proactive as well in that, in, in, in the fact that we can go to a person. If you think that they are having a tough time, um, if you think, you know, uh, they're, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to be in school at the moment with, with social media and all that, you know, and, and texts and stuff flying around the place. It just, it kind and of... All the bullying and all yeah, the bullying. Yeah, exactly. it just It just freaks me out. So I think, 
for 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 people and, and i'm not just addressing parents obviously like i mean i'm a i'm an an uncle to, to six as well and i'm they obviously know at this point now that i'm more than happy to to chat to them about it and maybe i need to be better at it you know and go to them and see if they're okay especially the older the older um kids so i think it's that there has to be a, a gap um you know that gap has to be closed between what we're doing uh how we found out about it it took us long enough to get there but we're here and go back to that, uh, you know, younger generation and explain to them that everything's grand or everything is it's all right to be that person who comes up and, and chats away to you, you know. Absolutely. And I do think, Derek, again, I told you I have three kids um, kind of during primary school. And I think that's where it does need to come in. Now, of course, yeah. we all we all need to be more open about it and to be more honest about it and. You know, to, to trust that, you know, we won't be judged for saying, look, I've had mental health issues yeah. and, you know, and to almost get, um, you know, to get support around that. And again, if, if, if enough people were honest about their mental health, you know, like it would be much, a much more open, uh, you know, um, conversation. But definitely, I think schools and I know, look, there is a lot of work being done, but like, you know, like I, I know the mental health budget in Ireland is one of the lowest in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, like so. Again, like I, I suppose young people that just to have it as part of a normal conversation, um, you know, and just to, to be honest and open about it, and that whole sense of, you know, like let's say a problem shared is a problem mm-hmm. halved. Um, so hopefully a lot more work to be done on it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, we've I don't know if they still do civics in school. Um. I still don't know what that subject was, but but uh, but I think you know I think it could surely it they can fit it in somewhere in a in a in the curriculum. There has to be a way to fit it in. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I just create you know create it as a kind of a, just a normal conversation mm, because yeah. again we all have mental health and you know that whole stigma like needs to be just kind of gotten rid of uh, completely. For sure. And again, I suppose like the conversations that we're having, you know, like for, you know, they're benefiting our, us, ourselves and the people that we're talking to and the people that are listening. So, you know, like it's kind of, yeah, like it, it's about just kind of keeping it open and honest as much as possible. So Derek, thank you so much for sharing that with me about how you mind others through you know, being a mental health advocate and your podcast. And can you tell me now how you mind you? Well, I, I, um, I went for a run this morning. That was like, um, like I said earlier, it's just sets you up. Like it's just the perfect start um, to to any day. But in a in a kind of a regular week, I would I would I would train a lot. I think I don't know how much is too much, but I don't feel I feel if my body's still all right, I st- I, I will keep going. I like to do um, you know, obviously run. I like to do a bit of CrossFit and I like to do um, jujitsu, which is. I guess that's the kind of main interest at the moment, I suppose, where I'm, um, I'm, uh, it's, it's such a, it's, it's a difficult sport to describe to anyone who hasn't seen it, but I guess it's like, you're just rolling around trying to choke each other. That's what it, it <laughs> I mean, that's what it looks like, Brian. It, I can't, I, I, I like, it's not a spectator sport, right? Cause mm-hmm. I, I went up to a, a competition on Saturday to support some of the lads who, from our gym who were competing. And obviously it was brilliant to get, to get up there and, and cheer them on and stuff. But, I was bored out of my mind for the rest of the time because if I'm not doing it, I have to, I have to be in it because when I'm in it, like I said, that anxiety that I have is gone, gone. you know, gone. and it's, gone. it's, it's an incredible thing to find something like that for me. You know, it was, it was, it was my, my friend Shane who said I should do it. And 
it was tough enough to get in. It took me about three weeks to build up some sort of courage. But that that was unbelievable. Obviously, um, I, I think when I think about what I, because obviously I knew I was coming on to talk about self-care and I was thinking about obviously training is one thing. Films is another big thing. I think I kind of get lost in films quite a bit that not even so much the actual film itself, but the nerdy side of things of all the people trying to remember everybody who's in it and, you know, all this kind of who wrote it and all this stuff that that to me is, again, it's like making lists. It's very mindful. It's just removes certain parts of my anxiety. And maybe my when I'm feeling a bit down or maybe I'm feeling a bit hyper, it can kind of ground me a little bit. I think that's that's um that's a nice thing to have as well. Uh, I I like um I like uh, people people probably don't do this en- enough I don't think because there's they've built machines to kind of stop us from doing this but washing dishes right is very very underrated I love doing the dishes now I only do my own dishes I live with my landlady she throws hers in the washing machine I do mine and I will if you you remember when people I don't know if they still do it when they'd work in the kitchens and they just have pots and pans and like plates and everywhere yeah i would that would be my ideal job no i would stand there and it's it's mindfulness all, all day just all watch day. faces all day just sweating just like you yeah. know I, I that is my ideal job because of the fact that it's mindfulness mindfulness is another one of those words that i probably was very you know dismissive of you know and yeah and then people introduced it to me on the podcast and they were saying, well, this is what it is for me. I thought it was just like one thing, you know, you just have to sit there and like, I, it probably freaked me out about meditation a bit maybe and reminded me of that. And I thought, well, that's not for me. It's, I can't do it. But when people started saying, well, mindfulness is like just going for a walk or it's, you know, it's, it's making lists or doing the dishes. Then I was like, oh, well, I do that all the time. Like, yeah. I, like I, I practice mindfulness the whole time. And again, it's about opening that up as well. And look, I know you've done it on your podcast and it's it's opening up those ideas that people maybe didn't have. I certainly didn't until people explained it to me, you know. Um, well, I, as you said, like, I think a lot of people think, well, if I'm not sitting on top of a mountain, you know, perfectly yeah. robe. And it's like, no, like mindfulness, as you said, it's, you know, doing jujitsu, yeah. washing the dishes, playing guitar, watching a movie, reading a book, going for a walk. Because if you're doing it, if you're in the moment, that's been mindful exactly and uh, like even this morning when i was out running i was listening to a podcast it wasn't yours brian so don't worry i always pay attention to your one but uh, <laughs> there's I, I was listening to a film podcast i do not remember any of that podcast because i was running and my mind was just kind of going in a good way by the way i wasn't carrying any negativity because that's a different situation but yeah. i was out running just thinking about oh what am i doing tomorrow a bit of jiu-jitsu blah 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 you know thinking about all kind of what i'm doing at the weekend and things and that's what that's what it's all about. And it's not about, like you said, sitting atop the mountain, like you know, uh, you know, like the Dalai Lama or something. It's a, it's, it's not that at all. And, um, I guess like another thing I try to practice as much as I can. It's it's hard actually for me, and it's probably harder for younger people. But like the phone thing, I'm not against phones or you know all that kind of stuff. Social media obviously is a positive thing, but I've started like to turn my phone off during films. Um, now that's just because I, I watch a lot of films and it makes a lot of sense to do it. But I don't think it's a bad thing just if you can. Obviously, I'm not talking about people who have to, you know, keep their phone at all times for reasons. But if if you can kind of turn your phone off for a couple of hours, I think it's quite freeing. Or even, you know, going out for a walk without it. Because I think people hang on to it a bit much. And, uh, you know, it sometimes it feels like a bit of an anchor, uh, you know, that people are 
people are going to forgive me if I turn my phone off for a couple of hours. It's not the end of the world. And I think... And man, look at like, again, I do a lot of research through my work Mm. and just having an interest in mental health and I've got kids. Like, you know, mental health issues are kind of on the rise Mm -hmm. and it's directly linked to social media. Yeah. Especially for kids and teenagers, as as we talked about the bullying and kind of just having, you know, like open access to all that kind of online stuff but for adults like yeah. you know like social media and phone use is gone through the roof and it does you know it, it does have consequences you know absolutely and like i even find you know you, you get sucked in a little bit when when you're doing stuff for the podcast and things on the phone and it's like uh you put up your next guest doesn't matter whatever the post is but um and it, you know you get like four likes and then you're like why is it only four likes and it's like what does it matter if it's only, you know, yeah. I get drawn into it and everybody gets drawn into it. I think everybody yeah. gets drawn into it. And it's like, really, is that that's not the reason you're doing it. The reason, like, we've just discussed the reasons we do it. Um, and it's not to get likes on, on Instagram. And um, now I'm speaking as a 39-year-old, not as a 14, 15-year-old who kind of, you know, it probably treats it as more uh, significant to get the likes. But yeah. again, that's a good thing to pass on to, to younger people to say it's just a, it's just a construct it doesn't really matter all that much you know instagram or whatever and coming back to self-care man like you know that whole thing about like the like and you know the algorithms are written for people to get that dopamine (laughs) when you get the like and the thumbs up now i I talk a lot about self compassion Mm. self kindness self love and now look at like i'm still learning it uh, but it's about liking yourself it's about kind of being kind to yourself and you know like it's like mindfulness it's a muscle that has to be flexed but you know um self-care is kind of you're doing it from the inside out and you know like it, it's it's kind of putting you in, in in direction in the direction of kind of liking yourself more mm. and being kinder to yourself because like you know self-talk like I yeah. talk to people about self-talk like we all have sixty thousand thoughts a day and research tells us if we're not in the moment and being mindful the chances of having a negative thought are 75 percent so really it's like you know like the the whole thing about mindfulness is and again like i've talked to lots of people about it and i do it every day um a a big one is to breathe in through your nose Mm -hmm. like you know that kind of nasal breathing and that really centers you and plus you're breathing in nitric oxide uh, which is a gas made in your sinuses and that opens up your blood vessels so it decreases your blood pressure and your pulse and reduces your stress and actually boosts your immune system so like that it's just small little things yeah i think the the breathing thing is interesting because i did um i did obviously learn that from i think it was one of the one of the therapists but um from panic attacks i was having quite a lot and uh the breathing in through the nose and again i was like how is that going to help my panic attack do you know what i mean and it's it's gold dust man to breathe, oh, it's unbelievable. To breathe through your nose and you don't have to think about Brian. I thought, well, what? Like everybody's going to see me doing it, but nobody sees you doing it. You're not like making big, exaggerated, you know, breathe. It's it's just deep breaths through your nose, and I still do it when I need to. But I couldn't believe that something that simple could work, you know. Yeah. So again, it's back to the simple things. Yeah. Uh, bring the biggest results, you know. Sure. So Derek, look, we could talk at Christmas. And yeah. We talk it. We talk again. But again, man, thank you so much for sharing all that with me. And where can people find you? Uh, they can find uh, me on the Weekly Weekly on uh, YouTube. Actually, if you want to watch us talk, um, I haven't asked Brian yet, but I hope he'll come on uh, to the podcast at some point so you'll get to see him. Absolutely. Uh, also, we're on, yeah, like we said, <laughs> 
just giving out about Instagram. We're on there. Um, we're on Twitter and Facebook on, on the Weekly Weekly. Uh, but all, yeah, the podcast also, it's on, you know, the usual places like Spotify and Anchor and uh, what's the other one? Apple. That's the one. Cool. Perfect. Well, Derek, again, thank you so much for sharing with me that amazing journey that you've been on and the amazing work that you do and for being so honest and for being so kind with me today. And best of luck with everything that you do in the future. You too, Brian. Thank you so much. Uh, as like, and right back at you. Keep doing what you're doing. It's uh, it's great. Thank you so much for listening to Mind You, and I hope you've learned about the benefits of holistic self care. Please like, subscribe, and follow Mind You podcast wherever you listen to it, and please share it so we can keep the ripple effect of holistic self care going out to the world. Find me and mind you at brianbarneswellbeing.com and remember to mind.